how we kind of reconnect and whatever. And it's like we had a prayer and it was like, we are open to solutions of the highest good. If that's going home, that's okay too. It's like letting go of the ex- uh, expectation, letting go of everything you think you need or it should be like this or whatever. Letting it all go and just surrendering it over and just being like, we're open to whatever we're supposed to do. We just want some clarity and we want some some ease right now. Welcome back to the Trust Says Podcast, the Unleash Podcast. Yeah, you know, honestly... We're just not sure what to call it we're anymore. We're just not sure. We've had another thing that we're, we're you know, talking about um, with our designers and website designers and things like that. But you know what? It is still Kim and Aaron on the mic. We are in Bali. It's still the same podcast, no matter what it's called. And we are back for another week. Yeah, it's it's been a wild couple weeks and we are going to unpack kind of all the things. Like I still don't have my luggage. We're going to talk some about that. We're going to talk about finding our place in Bali, which was quite a journey. Things have changed a lot in Bali since we were here five years ago with housing and just everything. So we're going to talk about that. And then possibly we might have been scammed, but we're not really sure. We're going to talk about that too. And yeah, let's just get into it. Let's do it. So one really cool thing about the whole reason we're even in Bali is the fact that we have so much freedom as healthcare travelers that we can come to Bali for a month or stay for three months because we want to and then decide to come back to the United States, pick up a contract, make some money, work for three months and take off again for the next adventure. Like you are in charge of your schedule. There's so much freedom to be had. There's so much money to make, so many opportunities, which is why we've been traveling for 10 years and we're obsessed with the lifestyle. And so if you want to really learn to set yourself up for success as a traveler when it comes to negotiating and making the most money and interviewing and finding the best recruiters to work for and really just like learning the ins and outs of the industry so you feel confident, you feel prepared, you feel supported to take on this wild and crazy and beautiful adventure check out our online course traveler school it literally walks you through everything you need to know step by step lesson by lesson we got you covered we got your back you are going to be obsessed with this course head over to kim and aaron g forward slash t school or you can just google traveler school and it will pop up you can learn all the things and if it's the right fit for you we would love to see you inside Flight crew, please prepare for our departure. Okay, lots to unpack this week. One, I'm glad we're back on the mic. Feels good. Feels good as it always does. I never like taking week gaps. Well, now we're finally settled because I think what we said on the last one was like, hopefully next week we'll be coming to you with our with my luggage and yeah. also from our place in Bali. And that didn't happen. And last week was kind of, a bit crazy and so anyways we're back now two weeks later now that we're finally settled we are coming on the mic from our private villa in bali finally which we're going to talk about the journey it took to get here i mean it is private 
Kim and I are private. We have a wall surrounding our villa. We have our own private pool, which is something I really wanted. And what what are you what are you shaking? I was gonna say we we're gonna kind of get into all the yeah, villa what stuff. What I was so. basically gonna say was there's still a lot of Bali noise going on around us. There are people renting on the property, um, but we have a nice little private area that, like Kim said, we'll get into. But we've noticed there's lots of little critters and lots of birds and, and different noises. So it's just embrace the Bali. And kids. And They're kids. like playing, which yeah. is so annoying. <laughs> like, know shut up, kids. Don't Stop having fun. Here? Stop laughing. Go, yeah. be, go be sad. Yeah, go be sad be on quiet. your holiday. <laughs> No, so yeah, we're definitely bringing you the full Bali experience. You can even hear some scooters, I think, going by. I don't so, know if they can hear on the mic. We can hear. Hopefully it. not. So bear, bear with us with the noise. We're gonna, we're gonna figure it out. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's start with the luggage. Yeah, the please. the luggage saga unfortunately continues. If you are new to the show, welcome. <laughs> welcome. We're Kim and Aaron. We're your hosts. We are healthcare travelers. We're entrepreneurs. We're world travelers. We started a company called Travcest, which is a backpack we created for travelers and adventure trips and podcasts and YouTube and all of the things. Which we also have resources for healthcare travelers. We have videos. We have our online course. We have this podcast. Yeah, we have lots a lot. Things. We have a lots, lot going on. Lots of things. So if you're new, welcome. We have all the things for you. And what was I getting at? Oh, if you missed it, um, we talk about it on previous episodes. But on our way to Thailand, which is where we were last, the airlines lost my luggage, and so it is now. Which, just for the record. In 11 years, like we've really been traveling internationally. For six. No, we've been traveling internationally for 11 years. Yeah, but hardcore for six. Okay, but like the first time we went international together was like 11 years ago, Dominican Republic. So I'm just saying, we've been traveling internationally, not as in obviously not as intense as like the last six years, but just like leaving the country, all the things. For like 11 years, we've never lost luggage, never had luggage delayed, never had any issues, never even like really thought about it because it just never happened to us. And we've taken a lot of like international flights. Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I'm saying like over the years. So it's crazy because this is the first time this has ever happened to us. And we even used to like, you know, people are so crazy. Like, I, I just want to check my bag. And, I want to carry on. Yeah, that's it. Carry on and blah, blah, blah. We're like, okay, like, whatever. You do you. Never really thought much about it. But now that, like, my luggage has been lost, it's been 16 well, both days. both of ours were lost. Mine was returned. But it was still, at one point, we had nothing. Yeah. Like, I will now be one of those crazy people that will always try to carry on. I never want to check a bag ever again. Really? Because, Yeah. You never really said that to me. You're, I, you're really good. You heard it here first, Mr. Gibson, on the Travcess Unleashed podcast with Kim and Aaron. Travcess Unleashed. Yeah, we still don't know. Okay, just to put a little context behind that, really quick, we were we wanted to change the name to Unleashed with Kim and Aaron just because 
Yes, we talk about our life as travelers. We talk about travel. It's a huge part of every single thing that we do, but it's not necessarily always about like traveling essentially. So we thought it's more about our lives, like the things that are going on, the lessons we're sharing, what we're all of that. So we thought let's do like Unleashed where it's just like we get on the mic well, we and we talk about shit. It. Okay. We already did an episode about that. But our designer who's designing this incredible website for us, which hopefully will be launching soon for Travcest, redid our whole podcast like graphic. All and, of our social media and it looks so good. I know, and he's like, I know you guys are thinking about changing the name of the podcast, but like I really like it and this looks amazing. So just something to think about. And so that happened yesterday. So we're like, damn it, Chris. Now we have to think about it. Yeah. Anyways. I still think the Trav says Unleashed podcast. Okay. Because it's kind of like... We can circle yeah, back. anyway, not to be discussed yeah. in this podcast. But. Okay. So we'll circle back to that. But that's kind of why we keep saying, like, we don't we don't freaking know what the name is. Just, like, we're Kim and Aaron and here we go. Yeah. That should be what it's called. We're Kim and Aaron and here we go. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. So what was I saying? The luggage thing, how you're carrying on oh, okay. from here on out. So you're you're basically going to buy one of those big hiking packs and carry on? No. No. <laughs> Not so like a backpacker. So then you're going to fit all of your shit. Yes. My goal. Hold on. Listen. Okay. This is interesting. No. My goal because this again. This is in your notes. Or I know. I have like a... I always like to try to have some kind of an outline for these podcasts of just... Just like go to stuff direction. like yeah some direction so we're not all over the place because those who know us know that we take a lot of side streets and tangents that's because that's, podcast. that's how we roll i know but yes this is not on my outline um so my plan is i am going to get a carry on sized suitcase and I will pack everything in that suitcase and my Travis's backpack. Those will be my two items. And I am going to try to really pack everything in a checked or a, a carry-on. Because this is like the worst thing. The worst feeling of being 16 days, no stuff. And, and just to preface too, I understand that it's just stuff. And it can be replaced and it's all the things, right? Like we talk a lot about, it's just things, they don't really matter, what? I just wanna, okay, I know you're gonna go there, but go ahead, finish. But, I, and I know that, right? It's just stuff like who, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's not that important in the grand scheme of life, but losing your stuff, everything that I pretty much owned fits in that suitcase that I was taking with me on this trip that we had no idea how long we were leaving for is in that luggage and it freaking sucks. I was gonna say, okay, there's there's two aspects to that, right? That I've been trying to prove this point because if we were literally on vacation, let's just say all we were doing was going to Peru and coming home, different story, right? Yeah. Like, so what? Like you get reimbursed some money, for your stuff you go and replace it like you're in the united states you can replace the things that are valuable to mm -hmm. you right like a couple things here and there but it's like your dream come true you get to go buy a new like outfit wardrobe right right that's like what you've always wanted which is fantastic right and they provide you with money the problem is is we're in another country yeah and we don't know how long we're gonna be here so it's not like you can just run out to the store and buy the things that your comforts, right? Like there are certain things that we own as things, physical things that are 
comforts. Yes. And I think that is like, I 100% agree. And that's what I was saying. Like when we were in Bangkok, because this all started when we were in Bangkok. And I was like, okay, I feel really unsettled right now because I feel like I'm in another country and I have none of like my go-to comforts. And for me, it wasn't even like the clothes because here we're in Bangkok. Bangkok is the land of massive malls. Mm -hmm. Who knew? There's so many of them and they're huge where it was to the point that we were getting it's overwhelming so frustrated that mm-hmm. we're like this is so overwhelming you get lost it it's goes seven floors it's like all over the place in like a whole maze and you're looking for like a specific store and then it's like you just can't find it because it's so big as like a huge theme park without signs or direction or anybody pointing you in the right direction of where you're trying to go it was insane and so yes there were tons of malls But still, like, you're in another country. Things are different. Well, just for instance, just real quick, like, there's a Sephora. There's an Under Armour. There's, like, Mac. There's all the But they have different things. That's what I was, right. And so for me, it wasn't even necessarily about the clothes. It was, like, about my makeup and my face stuff. And, like, you know, I'm really, like, people who know me, like, I'm into, like, the skin stuff. And I have, like, I have sensitive skin. I have, like, problem skin. So it's, like, I have special makeup that I wear that's oil-free and this and that and, like, special, like, potions and serums and all these things that are that I like that I like that are my things that my go-to things that I've used for years and years and years that work and so those things are all gone right all of my makeup all my face care everything was in my suitcase so going to Sephora I was like hell yeah there's a Sephora but they don't have the same stuff like they had some similar stuff, but none of the stuff that were like my go-to things. Like your for, oil-free stuff. And- yeah, like my oil-free. Like I love the Bare Minerals, um, the tinted moisturizer because it's not. I don't wear heavy. I don't like foundation. I don't wear foundation on my skin. It's too much for my skin, and it's oil-free. It doesn't cause you to break out, but it gives you a little color and a little bit of coverage. Okay, so like they didn't have anything like that, and so I had to buy makeup. And it wasn't what I would normally buy and it's fine and it will work, but it's those little things that, you know, it's just like, and even all of like my lotions and like my rosehip oil thing, like they don't have that. So it's those kinds of things that I'm like, fuck man, like you can't replace it. I will say too that, you know, your whole carry on theme, right? Yes. Fantastic. But what have we noticed because we've traveled internationally so many times, not all airports are created equal. Not all TSA is created equal. I won't even, I don't know if it's all TSA or whatever they're called, like in different countries. For instance, Kim and I were going through Bangkok, coming to Bali. Guess what they took? They took my small tube of toothpaste. And they said, you're, you're not allowed to have toothpaste Which in, is your, so in your annoying. carry-on. So if you put your makeup in your carry-on, even though it's a powder or it's a, that's it, not guaranteed to be taken, right? Like it's, it's not just automatically going to go through. Like yeah. every airport has these weird okay. things. Like for instance, the one in um, in Panama. Like we couldn't. We we got off the plane. We filled up our water in the water thing, and then they made us dump it at the gate. That was like the most insane thing. We were getting so aggravated because like oh yeah yeah. I, so I pitched an American as, hissy fit. I know time. we're like, so F-bombs, annoying. Like, 
But at that point, we were so exhausted. Like, we had been traveling. We knew we had this long journey ahead. Like, even lost our luggage yet. The girl just wanted some freaking water. And so, as we know in this state, at, when you go through security, you're clear. You can then fill up your water, right? In most airports, they have places to fill up your water. Or you grab a water bottle or a Coke or whatever it is that you want to, a coffee, whatever you want to bring on the plane. Once you go through security, you're clear. That's very standard. So we go through security and I finally found a water filler upper thing, which aren't like as ab available as no. in most like- And you have like a 40 ounce water thing. As in most airports in America, like they don't have them. So I finally found one. I was like so excited. I'm like, yay, like let's fill up our water. Filled up our water, we get to our gate, right? Which as we know, a gate is just where you board your plane, but you've already gone through security, the whole thing. For some reason, our gate had uh, security. And so we had to like rescan all of our stuff and they made us dump out our water. And I'm like, what? I, I literally just got this. Like, what the fuck? So anyways, that was like a whole another thing where we were at that point, we were just like, this is so annoying. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I was saying. In Bangkok, too, they made that girl check her carry-on big bag. Yeah. Like, her pack. Right. So, again, the point was that, yeah, everywhere is so different. So, you just never know. But my then the new plan is you can check your bag. I'll put some stuff in there. Huh. Fingers crossed we'll do a blessing over the bag. And then, like, I'll have the rest of the stuff. Okay. I mean, it's, it's actually a good plan. I mean, I did this for the first time ever. I packed three days worth of clothes in my carry-on and my toothpaste and my toothbrush and my deodorant. Yeah. And so I had all that. And sure enough, our bag gets lost. It's totally random. Just because of Erica and Denise, they lost their bags. And I was like, interesting. If that ever hap happened to me, I need some change of clothes. So Erica and Denise are two people who came on our Peru trip um, the second one, and they lost their bags right before we were going to hike Think a Trail, which again, like that's not a time you want to lose your bag when you have your hiking shoes and all of your clothes and all of that. They eventually got it before the hike. But yeah, we were, it was funny because even with that, we were like, oh my gosh, like, I, you know, that sucks. I'm so sorry. Like, and we were like, that's never happened to us. And then we leave and then it happens. Yeah. And anyways, it's just been, it's just been a process. And I keep praying that the bag will still come. And as far as finances go, right, because <clears throat> you're replacing everything. So if I were literally to go through and replace every single thing in that suitcase, I don't, it would be thousands of dollars. I don't even know. Like my hiking boots were in there, my thermals, my hiking clothes, like your Michael Kors watch, my watch, others, like a couple little jewelry things. Um, I, there was, there was just, I don't even know what was in there, but like, so my bathing suits, that, that was another thing, which I'll get to in a second. But if I was going to replace everything, like it costs a lot of money, which is the other frustrating thing because now not only are you, you know, having to spend money to replace things that you just need to get by, but you're also like, you like wasting time. Like in Bangkok, we were laughing because we were like, people are gonna be like, what'd you do in Bangkok? We're like, oh, we shopped the whole time. The entire eight days. 
like we were constantly like going to the mall and and we also didn't want to buy everything at right. because you're like oh my bags might come tomorrow so you don't want to go and spend all of this money you just you wanted to get a couple of things to get you through well for instance guess what we learned is i did not have my luggage we went to under armor to grab like some workout stuff and some clothes that we wear so i grabbed one pair of shorts and two shirts to work out and to have to walk around as well it's hot as shit there so I go there, well, my luggage comes the next day, which I was like, you gotta be freaking kidding me. So then I went to go take it back, and sure enough, on the receipt, they say, you can exchange it, no money back. Any of the stores we went to, no return. Yeah, and Sephora was the same way, because I actually decided to return some of the makeup to get something else, because I was just like, oh, I don't know, whatever. It wasn't oil-free, and I got nervous it was gonna make me break out. And, and so, yeah, couldn't return it, but could exchange it, which we didn't know at the time. So yeah, there's like different rules, it's crazy. And so again, like we were kind of just, not kind of, we were spending hours and hours in shop, like shopping, which I don't even like shopping in general. I'm not a shopping right. person. We are not mall people. That is not something we're interested in. Like, you know, one of the highlights in Bangkok, they say like, go to the malls. And we're like, that's absolutely the opposite of how we would spend our time. It's just not something we enjoy doing. So. The fact that we're like shopping the whole time, looking for this, looking for that, getting lost in the malls and spending money. We were just like, frick, man, like it just sucks. So the compensation is that uh, we have travel insurance. And so I've made claims with them. They have received the claims. I still have not heard back yet as far as how much was accepted, how much they're going to give us back. They say they will give you up to $750, which again is great. But like, if I, again, if I- You've already spent well over that. That's what I'm saying. Like, you have to think like, as a woman, like makeup and skincare, and I had a, I don't have workout shoes anymore and a bathing, all these like, even workout clothes. Like, I don't have sports bras. I don't have, you know, clothes to go to the gym. Like, I've had to buy those things. Those are expensive. So yes, you're getting some compensation, but at the end of the day, I'm like 750 bucks, like, what the fuck? But there's still compensation from the airlines as well. So that's that was my next point, is that Lufanza is the airline. And so we have been basically beating our heads against the wall, trying to get a hold of them to figure out, they don't make it easy online no. to file a claim specifically with them to then get reimbursed from the airline as well. So we we haven't been able to do that yet. Well, I have noticed that that is a Lufanza specific. I haven't looked at every airlines, but I will say in comparison to United, United already had, I could go on and like, I knew exactly where to file the claim. It says file a claim for missing luggage. Bing, bang, boom, there it is. Uh, United also has a policy that says that uh, they'll give you up to $1,300, no questions asked, without showing receipts for reimbursement to get you through while your bags are delayed. To like, which is crazy because every airlines has a different uh, policy, yeah. which really upsets me because United lost our luggage and Kim and I were going to stay in New Jersey because our luggage was being brought to Newark um, while we were still there. The only problem was, was there was not enough of a window to go down and get our bags and board our next flight. So we were like, we'll reschedule. And three customer service people, we talked to them three times because our guts were saying we should stay, we should stay, we should stay. And they were like, no, don't stay. 
Just continue on your journey. We do this all the time. When you get off in Bangkok, file it with Lufanza, so on and so forth, and we'll have your bags delivered the next day to Bangkok. No big deal. We have tons of flights going out. We have three going out in the next three days. And so we were like, okay, like if you're that sure, which then Lufanza inherited this problem. We never boarded one Lufanza flight with luggage. Yeah. But they've inherited it when United lost it. Which sucks because Lufanza sucks. Like yeah. they they fucking suck. Like I don't care. Like their customer service sucks. They've been not helpful at all. Like Aaron we Aaron's talked to them a couple of times on the phone. They they don't help. They don't do anything. Um, it is funny though because the last two nights we because of the time difference they're only open like you know United you can call 24 hours Lufanza is only open certain hours of the Monday day through Friday like so we yeah. we have on our like time zone whatever we have to call at night or early in the morning so we've been calling at night so the last two days we've been calling and Aaron's literally sat on hold for two hours. And then finally gave up because he's like, it's two hours. Like, I have to go to bed. And then we realized we just found out they're only open Monday through Friday. So, like, we were calling on the weekend <sighs> and had no clue and just wasted our time. But, yeah, they have they have been an absolute nightmare. They have been absolutely no help. And, you know, again, the whole point of all of this isn't to, like, whine and blah, 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 blah. But, like, it's just... You know, it's been, it's a shitty experience. And like, period, yes, there's there's worse things in life. Yes, it's just stuff. But it, it's been like a shitty experience. And I think like we were going through this in Bangkok and like we felt it was just consuming all of our energy and all of our time and calling Lufanza and making claims and this and that it was hours and hours, the shopping, all the things. And we just were, we found ourselves just kind of spiraling into just like almost being miserable. And we're like, we're in Thailand and freaking miserable. And, you know, the whole reason why we came to Southeast Asia and, and eventually wanted to come to Bali is to get settled in, get into a routine after eight weeks of traveling and being on the go and, you know, wanting to focus on Travses and all these creative ideas that we have. And we're like, this is just completely taking us out of everything we were in a funk like we were just literally in a funk well, not to mention i got sick again yeah in and then Bangkok. oh okay yeah and then aaron gets sick again i think that was the the, the straw that, that was it yeah it's like aaron got sick again and so and he got sick in peru too and then he got food poisoning or whatever again in thailand and we were like you know what i want to go home mm -hmm. like fuck this like i'm over this i don't have my stuff it just kind of felt like things were just not working out, you know, and, and we were we were both just like this is this is the opposite of how we wanted to feel. And, you know, so we sometimes you just have to go into like a negative place. Yeah. And when we were we were in a negative place and we just kept saying this sucks and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I did say at dinner, though, or I don't know when we were talking about it. Both of us were hanging on the cliff by like our pinky fingers. But nobody ever let go do you know what i'm saying well like yeah, we were both in a true. negative spot like we were in a bad place and one of us was willing to let go but the other one was still hanging on yeah that's true at, at every point right like yeah no that's that's true and and also i think too like the financial aspect of it 
was a lot too because I'm stressing out. We're spending all of this money on things that we normally would never spend money on while traveling because I would have already had all that stuff. We stayed in Bangkok. We were originally just going to go there for two days and eat and play around and then leave and come directly to Bali and get settled in. We ended up staying like a week. Eight days. And eight, eight days just because we kept waiting for the bag because they kept saying the bag was going to come the bag was going to come so we kept extending our time in bangkok not to mention we lost money 700 on a flight because they told us our bags were coming the next day right so we kept extending our stay in bangkok so we're spending all of this money that we normally wouldn't have then we booked a flight so finally aaron got his bag mine still didn't come and we're like screw it let's just go to bali like let's just go and then we get something that says that they have found my bag. And so we thought, oh my gosh, it might come tomorrow. So like- That's not what happened, buddy. We booked the flight to leave to Bali. My bag oh, showed that's up right, and that's it right, says that's right. both bags were coming. That two bags were being delivered. <coughs> we go downstairs, there's one bag and they were like, oh, sorry, it'll come tomorrow. And so we are like, well, we can't leave on our flight. And so we're like, okay, we'll stay and we'll try to get our money back for the flight. Come to find out it was a non-refundable flight. Yep. And we had to eat the $700 on the flight. Yeah, because we couldn't, because, oh, right, because we didn't, we're and like. And your bag didn't come. We're not getting on the flight because now my bag's going to come and we need the bag. And then the bag didn't come and we lost the flight. So it was like one thing after another where we were spending thousands of dollars and we were just like, this is crazy. And so, you know, we finally got to this point of like, listen, like we've we've done all we can and we can continue to be frustrated pissed off miserable depressed in a funk all the things of course that's an option we can go home right now like that's an option well you kept saying that yeah we can go home whenever we want that's always an option it's always available no, to but us. you were like adamant you were like well, I'm, I'm leaving yeah because i just felt like none of it was and it wasn't even about just like the stuff it was just kind of the accumulation i'm like this just isn't working i don't know this isn't working this isn't why we came this is why we flew halfway around the freaking world was not for this and like maybe we should just go home you know and we just like it was just a like a funky well, time I, I just remember saying like are we are we going home because of a bag well right and that was like you said that like so you want to go home take a contract do all the things because again like we would still have to fly all the way home to the united states which is a very far flight we would still have to get our jeep drive wherever we're going find a place to live figure all that out like you want to do all of that right now because you don't have your bag, right? And and it was more than just the bag, but yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. It put it in perspective of no, like that's kind of like I'm gonna go home and like take a contract and go through all the steps to make that happen just because I don't have my suitcase, like. Well, it's right. kind of crazy. It was a lot more stuff, but to be honest with you, the the catalyst of all of those issues, the genesis was the fact that we don't have a bag. Right, but all, all the things, things that were, spawned from that. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. It spawned from the fact that like we don't have a suitcase. Right. So yeah, so we just had a long talk, and it was like, okay, let's make a decision to move on. We got to move on. Just let this go. Like. As long as we're doing everything in our power, right? What what can we control? We can control making our claims. We can control calling Lufanza. We can control, yeah, like if we could figure it out. At least I could do the claims on World Nomads. Mm -hmm. 
But like once we figure it out with Lufans, I can finally make the claim there. And like we can keep calling and we can email. So like if we keep showing up and doing our part, that is all we can do. But the the rest we just have to let go. I'm not going to continue to dwell. I'm going to act as if my bag is gone forever. And if I get it, amazing. But like I'm just going to think like that because the hope of it is just like is it coming is it like no just let it go i'll get the things that i need to get by and let's move on and like shift this energy and get into a more positive place we came here to be creative and inspired and to feel good and to enjoy you know one of our favorite parts of the world right so like let this shit go just freaking let it go and in that moment i really did let it go it's like I still don't have my stuff. It is what it is. I do hope it comes. We're going to figure it out. I know we're going to be compensated in some way and when it will work itself out, but I'm not going to invest my time and energy and be consumed by it every second of the day anymore. I think it's very, that's a key word, consumed, because to be honest with you, you can't give up. No, I didn't give up. No, I'm saying like you can't. So there is still a lot of hours spent trying to figure this out that would be spent on other things. Right. So it still comes at a cost until you get your luggage back. Unless you just say, fuck it. Yeah. I mean, it comes at a cost. Obviously, like tonight, we're going to call Lufanza again. Like, of course, it comes at a cost. But at the end of the day, it was more about letting it go, like energetically, where it's just like, I'm not going to harp on this anymore. I hope I get my shit. If I don't, it is what it is. But like, I'm done obsessing with it. And like, let's make a decision to go to Bali like we originally wanted to. And let's show up for that and have the experience we want to have. Suitcase or no suitcase. Moving on. End of it. Yeah, no. And we've done that. And we've done that. And now we're here in Bali and it's like, we're settling in and... You know, I have a couple of things to go work out in. I eventually, you know, found a bathing suit. And, you know, there's definitely ebbs and flows, right? Like, there's definitely still moments of feeling really frustrated. And one of those moments was being in Changu, which is near the ocean, and not having a bathing suit. And then being like, okay, I'll just go find one. And, like, having an issue finding a bathing suit like I don't know why because again like I got my boobs done so you think great like it's going to be so easy to find a bathing suit like done that's half the reason why I got it but all the tops are designed for women with tiny tits and it's like not even about the support as much it's just about like covering your boobs and stuff and I'm like so I waste you know we were out looking for a bathing suit for like hours and I'm like oh my god like again almost a day and a half yeah, I'm like, I just want to go to the fucking beach. Mm-hmm. I already had a bathing suit. I Yeah, so there's definitely ups and downs and ebbs and flows, but I ended up finding a bathing suit. It's it's not the best, but it fucking it allowed works. me to go for a swim. The, the end of it. So we're having moments of ups and downs, but I think now that we're getting like actually settled in and finding our groove in Bali, it's the focus is shifting. I mean, yeah, I mean, your your new pajamas is my underwear. Okay, so I'm literally, okay, yeah, because again, I have no pajamas. It's like those little things you don't even like think about, but I have no pajamas. So I am wearing a pair of Aaron's boxer briefs where it literally looks like I'm sitting here with a wiener, like a hard on, like a chub. Okay, it's bizarre. Like, why does it automatically have a chub? It, it's a pouch, babe, for I, your, you know, 
For, do not do oh that. Oh my God, there's a peephole. I know, do not do that. Please. There's a peephole. So I'm wearing Aaron's boxer briefs with a wiener. I have his socks on that are ankle socks, but huge for me. And then I have... Well, I have a size 13 foot, babe. Right. So they're like knee highs on me, yeah. but they're supposed to be ankle socks. And then I have on... I, I did find uh, like a little crop top shirt here in Ubud with a sports bra that literally has no support. No, <laughs> it actually is more of a bathing suit than a I should just bra. wear this as a bathing suit. Exactly. Done. So we, cause you know, we wanted to get back into the gym and all of that. So we tried to go find some workout clothes tomorrow uh, for me to wear. And again, there's all these yoga shops, which is great, but made, tops made for women with like A cups and no support and I'm like what the hell is going on with all this designer stuff like what like where's the love for the big titty girls you know yeah like and so I finally found something that could work I can lift weights but like I can't go for a run or do anything bouncy because no. there's no support so uh, it's just like well she was bouncing and I'm like it looks fine yeah and she's like yeah but you don't understand it hurts and I was like, well, you didn't ask me that. Like, yeah, it was it, like, oh, it looks amazing. Like, as my tits are bouncing, like, up and down out of my bra. like They were not bouncing out of your bra. It looks so good. I'm like, you're you're missing the point. The point is that I couldn't, yeah, it hurts. Right, but you didn't ask me that. You said, look at this. And I said, it doesn't look bad at all. And you said, yeah, but it hurts. Right. So I'm like, well, that wasn't part of A, B, C, or right. D. It was a multiple choice. I should like, have given better instruction. Exactly. Does this look like it hurts? Exactly. Because it does. There you go. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's where we're at with the with the luggage so, saga. So we decided to leave for Bali. There's still more luggage things because now we're trying to figure out how to get our luggage shipped if they yeah. do find it to Bali, which is what we're working on. But we we're still going through that. We finally said, you know what, fuck it. You and I both agreed at dinner, at the rooftop dinner, that was a beautiful ambiance. I wouldn't say go there for the food. Oh, yeah. Oh, we should tell that story. Eh, not I really. I want to tell it. But we basically went to this amazing rooftop dinner. Like, it was literally panoramic views of entire Bangkok, like, on the 62nd floor, like, way up there. And... The food was eh, but it was super The expensive. food was disgusting. It was not. You ordered bad. You said, no, 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 you, no. said you liked mine. Can I say something? Go ahead. Would you like to... I'm sorry. Would you like to finish what you would like to say? Because I would like to say something about that experience. Go ahead. That I believe is important. Go ahead. You don't want to finish up? No. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and I and I don't know what you were saying because I was distracted because I was doing a video. Listen, you distracted me, but... I'm sorry. It's okay. Do you want a minute to think about what you're no, going to say? No, I got it. Go ahead. I was getting... I was showing our new podcast studio for the Instagram at okay. Kim and Aaron G. Okay. Okay. Um, to preface, we're going to take a side street moment, okay? On a scooter. So put your helmet on. Okay. And buck up. Because okay. this is a wild ride. Okay. It's okay. Not, it's actually not at yeah, all. No, I, I just wanted to say that. Okay. So our last night in Bangkok, okay, where we were like shifting our energy and like all these things. And I'm like, listen, it's our last day in Bangkok. Let's enjoy it. Let's just go and enjoy it. I have something I can wear. 
out <laughs> and let's go have fun. So we ended up going and taking uh, one thing on uh, in Bangkok is it's on a river and on this river, there's a lot of the beautiful temples that you can go see that you want to see when you're there. And there's a boat that you can take down to like kind of temple hop. Like you can jump on and jump off and see different temples and different things. And so anyways, we went and we did that during the day, which was really fun. Uh, Cause the first time when we were in Bangkok, we actually didn't get to do that cause we were scammed. And yeah. that's a whole nother story for another time, but we missed that. So we got, went into that, and then that night, we're like, let's go have a nice dinner. It's our last night. Let's just go and have fun and let all of this shit go and start clean. Tomorrow we leave for Bali. It's a fresh slate or a clean slate. So we go, and we re- one thing in Bangkok is that you really, the, the there's so many different um, rooftop bars. It's like a thing there. There's so many. You want to go to rooftop one. Rooftop restaurant, rooftop bars. Yeah. You want to have a drink or you want to have dinner, something, but it's like part of like the culture there hence, that you want to see. Hence the Hangover 2. Right. Sky Bar, which mm-hmm. was in Hangover 2, which we went five years ago. And um, yeah. It, yeah, it's very expensive and like bougie, but it's like a cool and view. tons of rules. Tons of rules. They're like, which, don't take pictures on the stairs. No, go down there. Like, go to, and it's like. Yeah, which now there's so many different rooftop bars. Like, I would not go yeah, there because it time. was very bougie and whatever. So, something you want to do. So, anyways, we're, like, trying to find the best one we should go to. We wanted to do dinner. We wanted to have a drink, whatever. And so, there was, like, you had to get a reservation. It was a whole thing. So, we ended up with one that was supposed to be, like, the best, like, food experience, the 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 best well, one me, you could do. Let me do. add too. There was a couple of them out there, but I was coming off a really bad stomach issue that we had talked about about getting really sick. I had another stomach bug, so the the thought of like Thai food and spicy and it just wasn't sitting well. So we found a place that had other options that I could kind of like choose from that was more basic. Yeah, yeah. We were done with the street food at that point. Yeah. Like, like you were diarrhea was coming out yeah. of your mouth. Like <laughs> well, my stomach was not well. Out of like my mouth. we had we had our street food fix in Thailand, which you have to do. But we were like check done with that. We wanted something a little bit bougier, a little bit yeah, like just More different Western. options. Yeah, just different options and like good cocktails, like that kind of a thing. That was like the vibe we were looking for. And so, and I had gotten an outfit from Zara. Which I was really excited about. It was like a little crop and like these flowy pants and whatever. So I had something cute to wear. And this is, so we didn't realize it, but it was on top of the banyan tree and it was like a five star restaurant. Five star restaurant, five star resort. Yeah, which we kind of didn't know. And our, the lady at our hotel made the reservation for us. And because, you know, she's I don't think Thai. there's a such thing as a five-star restaurant, but it was a five-star resort, and the restaurant was in the resort. Okay. On top of the resort. It had, like, a reputation, right, yeah, for yeah. being, like, five-star service, right? Yeah. Which normally is not our vibe. We're not – we love good food and experience, but, like, I'm not into bougie and, like, whatever. No, no, no. So, anyways, she tells us, hey, I was able to make the reservation for you at 5, which is so early. Uh, but that was the only one she could get. And she said, you have to dress like... Uh, Smart, casual. But that's what we looked she at. Said she said you had to dress said, like... Dress up. Like, no crop top. And dress respectfully. Re- and we're yes. like, what the fuck? And all I had was a crop top. Yeah. And I'm like, 
Well, I hope they think that crops are respectable because that's all I have Which to wear. Which is funny, and they were like, you have to cover your shoulders. And there was girls in basically bikini tops. Yeah, I like, was like, what? Bikini top dresses, but yeah, yeah, you had to cover your shoulders. Like, Yeah, it was the whole thing. Anyway. Anyways, so we're kind of like, oh, what did we get ourselves into? So we get there. Yes, it was absolutely beautiful. We were the only ones there because it's 5 o'clock. Who goes to dinner at 5? And it's the most beautiful, like, panoramic view of Bangkok. Like, it was, it was definitely a cool vibe. Uh, when it comes to the actual roof itself. But, A, I did not think the food was great. It was okay. Like, I got it. The moose bouche was really good. Eh. The I disagree. were really, the scallops. Eh. I think. Okay. Listen, I think it was good. But I do not think it was as hyped or as no. five star and it, it was didn't even make my top 100. it was very very no. expensive so i think that was my point is like the food was eh, and it was very expensive okay so this was the whole the whole funny part so and you, you you think five star service right what do they do they pour your water they come they what do you what would you like to drink like they they take really good care of you like that is what you think when you're at a five-star dining experience or a nice restaurant the service is exceptional that's just what it is and our freaking waiter dude like so i ordered a martini and i was like yes like all i wanted was a martini they had them on the menu i'm like this is going to be an experience i'm so excited and i tell him he comes back and it, it was like a lemon martini, mm -hmm. which I said, just dirty martini, olive juice, simple, whatever. Okay, okay, whatever. Comes back with the lemon martini and was not good, but I drank it. And I said, but on the next one, because I don't know what they put in this. I think there is a weird, like a, a weird something. Yeah. I'm just going to say olive juice and vodka. vodka, keep it simple. So he comes back, which again, just to even order our drinks, we had to like beg him to come over. Like, yeah, to do like the siren app on my phone. Like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, like they, they wouldn't wait on us. Yeah. It was so weird. But then there was like 30 people just standing around watching the place where mm -hmm. we're like, uh, can you like fucking serve us? Yeah. Like, we would love to order a drink if possible. He did give us two rounds of bread though. Which was great. Yeah. I was happy about At that. At the beginning, he was very attentive. Yeah. Well, yeah. we still had to call him out, like, or call him down even to order our drinks and stuff, whatever. So, on the next one, I drank that martini, you know, like the sweet girl I was because I didn't want to send it back and, like, all this stuff. So, he comes back and I said, can I just do vodka and olive juice? That's it. And he said, yeah, sure, whatever. Yes. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Just really dirty. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So he comes back and it's orange juice, like freshly squeezed orange juice in vodka. And it was like a cup of orange juice. So he puts that down and I was like, I'm sorry, what is this? Like, yeah, what is I it? don't understand. And he said, it's the orange juice. And I said, no, vodka and olive juice. And he literally Lost got his shit. pissed, so pissed. And I was so uncomfortable because I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I said olive juice. I don't, I wanted a martini. I don't want old, orange juice. Like, right, what but the? that's the whole translation thing. Yeah. Olive juice. Right. Like, technically it's brine. Right. Right? Olive brine. Yeah. 
So it was just like really, so we got very upset. And then, um, so then the story goes, now he's glaring at the bartender and he's just scary. He's staring at the drink and it's now on the tray, like (laughs) behind Kim. And I'm watching this whole process. And he's lifting his head up and doing huge sighs. Like, he's so upset. And so my thought process is, is I don't know how that place is run, but if there's mistakes made by the waiters, I don't know if it comes out of their pay. Right. And they have to pay for those drinks. And So then he collected himself and he brings it back and he says, it's on the house, last night in Bangkok, on the house. And so... We clarified as as much as we could. He spoke great English. Yeah, it wasn't so, like we didn't. Yeah, he spoke very clearly. Right. We didn't feel like we ever had to pull out the, the translation app, but we basically, he, he clarified. Yeah. Oh, Olive. Yes. Okay, cool. So he orders another one. I just wanted to say before that is that when he's sighing and he's making a scene, he did it right in front of us. Like, right, again, like, like he was hiding. Right, like when a patient pisses you off or something happens, right? Like you kind of collect yourself or you walk out of the room or you whatever. Like you, you don't like, if you have a difficult patient or something, you're not like in front of them, like causing a scene, showing them you're so upset and so annoyed. Well, how many waiters it was have you been in the awkward. United States that throw a hissy fit in front of the table that doesn't happen that doesn't you happen go back in the kitchen and, and you're like oh these people are so fucking annoying and you, and you yeah spitting their food and stuff like that he was doing all of it in front of us so aaron and i were like just kind of sitting there like awkwardly giggling pretending we were talking or something to try to like not make it seem like we were even paying attention because i was shaking in my seat i was so scared because he was making such a big scene about this and i was like oh my god like i don't even i'm i want to leave i'm scared like whatever okay so i just wanted to say like he was doing that right in front of us he didn't even try to hide this can i mention that like i totally forgot about all this like i when you tell the story it's insane actually yeah because there's so much more to this so we order another one we clarify he understands what we're saying he orders with the bar so they have these runners. And so he told the runner, she runs back, tells the bartender, I'm watching him make the drinks. I see him pour the, the Grey Goose vodka. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I notice orange juice comes out again. <laughs> and they bring it back. And I see him lose <laughs> his shit. And he literally freaks out. Like the general manager comes over. He's talking to him. All this stuff is going on. He walks back to our table, slams it down, and says, another one for your last night. And we were like, uh... "Uh." This is so scary. It was so scary. So then, like, at this point, Kim and I have been there an hour and a half. We hadn't even put in an order. We hadn't even put in an order for our food yet. And I just wanted to, to say to them, too, like, listen, if you don't have olive juice for martinis, that's okay. Just say that, and we'll order a different drink. This is getting insane at this point, mm-hmm. right? And like you're making us feel so uncomfortable. Where like all I freaking wanted was a filthy damn martini. Like, what the hell? And if you know, and so and yeah, filthy martinis were on the menu. That's what I'm saying. That's so, why I was so confused. Right, but it's filthy lemon martinis. Yeah, because they right. have a premix. They have a but whole they, thing. But they again, now granted, again, Kim and I are at a very fine 
rest a five star restaurant that literally Kim and I were surrounded by English speaking people. Yeah, it okay? was. So we're not in some Thai place demanding that this Thai person speak English and just being you know entitled and saying you should learn my language. And listen, nobody. Like, yeah, there's no entitlement. It was just like, hey, I ordered a drink. I thought it was okay. We spoke very understanding with one another. I ordered a drink. I didn't think it was a big deal. I thought we were all on the same page. So the fact that what happened afterward was so dramatic and like, like what the hell is going on was like, this is, what, what the heck is happening? So this is when shit got really weird if it hasn't already gotten weird, right? So now there's two drinks on the table that we didn't order that he has to give to us because he's not going to, he just gave it to us, but he's pissed about it. And so now he's like stomping around the area and slamming like things, slamming things, and doing his size all the time, and then glaring at the bartender. <laughs> like all this stuff is going on. So then we're like, "Excuse me, like, can we order like our entrees now?" And he comes over, and so we ordered, and he goes, "What sides do you want?" And we we're like, "Oh, we didn't know that it came with sides because it's got a picture on the menu with sides." And so we just thought it came with vegetables and things like that. He literally he walks away. Takes a huge deep breath, like and it just <sighs> and walks away and walked away, and we couldn't find him. Yeah, we could. He left. So now like, we ordered half of our meal, but we weren't sure if we ordered or not. Like it was so bizarre. We're like, we all we want to do is eat. We're so hungry. We we and even before like he even came over inside and walked away again, we kept trying to get him to come over just so we could order our our, our food, our dinner. Like he refused to come over. We're like, what is actually going on? And then he brings over a quote unquote martini. Finally, after all this, and it's just vodka in a martini glass. And I was like, you know what? I don't. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just well, going to drink this. I want this. to say, like, we were trying to tell him, listen, don't worry about it. Like, don't worry about it. Like, we'll yeah. just, we'll, we'll drink these. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And he kept insisting and he kept insisting. And so we're like, okay. But like, like meanly insisting. Yeah, but like, it was That's weird. It was weird. like, we're trying to tell you, dude, we're good. Like, relax. But like, he wasn't getting it and he's so mad. Yeah. And so, I, and it was funny because the, the, it was just vodka and it was disgusting. And so I was like, what? I feel like. Because I wanted to pour some of that orange drink into oh, the martini, and Aaron roof. was like, "If you do that, he's gonna come over here and slit your throat." <laughs> yeah. Like, can I, you imagine actually, if I, I said poured he's that? Gonna jump off the roof. I know, but, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, he slit my throat. Okay. He was like sharpening his knives and like looking at us and like glaring in the corner. Like, well, and it was a very weird thing because we're now having conversations of like, what did we do wrong? Yeah, like, he, were we? That's were what we, my point was. Were we mean? Like we're like no, like we were very pleasant. We were very like, nice. We were trying to work with him. We're not mean people. Like I mean, you even said it last night. Like, why are you so nice to the Lufanza people? Yeah. And I'm just like because you get nowhere with anger. Period. End of story. Like they're trying to help in their own way. Same with this guy. Like so, yeah. we were very pleasant. We were very nice with him. Plus, we were scared of him, so we didn't want to like anger it. So then, what did we do? So finally, we're sitting there. He never came back. We could not find him. And this was the nail in the coffin. A manager was walking around, which you could tell. And I said, "You know what? Fuck this. I'm done. I'm I'm hungry. This is this is ridiculous." And again, we're we're talking about a very expensive meal. We're talking like, 350 350 US dollars and above. Which is ridic absolutely ridiculous. And in Thailand. 
Yeah. And I'm, and I'm like, I want to order. So I called the manager over because he was walking by the tables around us. And I said, hi, excuse me, can we please order our dinner? You know, again, we'd been there two hours at this point, still hadn't ordered our dinner. And he was like, yeah, of course. And he sent somebody over and like we put in our our dinner and the waiter comes back and literally, I swear to God, he like well, he like pulled the chair out. They from went under over you. and said something to him that like, did you not like take their order? Blah blah blah. And I don't know what he said. And then he just did his big sigh again and turned around and stormed off. It was off. like, whoa, what? Okay, like it was awkward. It it was the most awkward, expensive dinner I've ever had. And my steak, which is my fault, I got it medium rare because that's how I like it. Aaron got medium and even told me do it medium because. They're gonna overcook or they're gonna undercook it, and I don't eat meat very often. But like when I do, like I like a medium rare, whatever. So I was like, no, I'm gonna keep it medium rare. And mine was basically like mooing, like tuna or not tuna, it was like beef carpaccio. Yeah, <laughs> wait, isn't beef carpaccio tuna tartar or like beef tartar? I have no idea. Okay, I just know beef tartar. <laughs> so mine was fucking disgusting. And then and I so she eats, she asked for half of mine and then I'm makes me an feel asshole. guilty when I'm the one coming off of food poisoning. I so know. I'm very nervous of yeah. eating something that raw. I'm but such a dick. I'm anyway. sorry. But we didn't want to again, we could have sent it back. Oh god, no, 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 no. We no. We that would have been the death of us. They would have put like poison like mm-hmm. in our in our juice. And <laughs> Yeah, it, it was just fine. I mean, it was a beautiful view. It was like there were people like um, Instagram husbands with their like lady friends. They were dressed to the freaking nine and they were like taking pictures everywhere. So that was like fun to watch. Like, it was. So it was a fun experience, I, but it was we were just sitting there I like the, this was so uncomfortable. Yeah. And then what was crazy was he brought us over a, a free dessert. a free dessert that said happy anniversary on it. We're like, and basically we were like, oh, what's this? Like we didn't even want dessert. I'm too full. Like whatever. Like because the sides were pretty good though. Yeah. The, the mushrooms and the, oh yeah. That was really well, good. I didn't like the gnocchi. But no, um, I think he was trying to make up for his bad behavior. I think so, but it was very awkward because he just put it down on the table. Like and he away, was like, like, it's your last night in Bangkok. That's all like, he said, oh, yeah. cool, like, thank you. Like, oh, anyway. But also on top of that, <laughs> we had those two free drinks. I ordered two drinks on my own, which came. And then Kim got her straight vodka. And I left there more sober than... I yeah. arrived. I think it which, was like legit just orange juice. <laughs> right. Like not even vodka or anything in That's it. That's what I'm saying. It was the weirdest experience. So if you go to Bangkok, don't go to Vertigo. That's what it's <laughs> called, Vertigo, for dinner. But they have, um, it's called the Moon Bar, which is basically the same exact location we were. You just go up a few steps. You're at the Moon Bar and it's a bar. So like, it would be really cool to go up there and have a drink and like see the view. Just don't order a martini. Just A, don't order a martini and B, don't have dinner. It's not worth it. No, I agree. Okay. Wow. That was, that was, that was. was I, I didn't realize like all that happened. Like I did, but like when we you tell literally the, went home and hid under the sheets. Yeah, when you tell that we story, we were scared like that, he was gonna follow us home and like slash us through our sheets. I think we were just busy talking about all the other stuff that it just kind of melded into the whole thing. Yeah, that was so funny. Mm-hmm. Like poor thing. I, I don't know. I hope he's okay. But we we did all we could. We said we would pay for them. We we you know like, anyways. Okay, so now we're in Bali. <laughs> 
Bale, 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 bale. We decided to leave and we, you know, one, we've been to Abud. Uh, we went to Simniac, which is like Hold right on, you, you, you got it. I am. I'm telling it. Why don't you let me finish? You got to tell the story from the beginning. We were here five years ago. That's what I was saying. Five you years ago. say that. I was getting there. Five years ago, we were here. We were in Abud, and we stayed a couple nights in Simniac, and we also did uh, the Gili Islands, which was really cool. So um, we had ended up watching... A video from Lost LeBlanc, and he was talking about Changu, and he was talking about how cool it is, and basically how modern it is, and how it's set up for people that want to come here and work, and um, so on and so forth. So <clears throat> I just had it in my head. I was like, you know what? Like, we've never been there. We've never stayed there. Um, let's see how that works, because it, it seems to be the spot for people that want to work and be focused, and there's also a community there. Yeah, so we're like, this time we'll come and get like set up in yeah. Changu, and like that was the whole thing. So when we were here five years ago too, things are very different. Like A, you know, Bali just opened back up to international travelers. B, it's the high season. So technically it's the drier season, which um, it's rain like every single, like every day. So I'm like a little confused by that because last time we were here five years ago, we were here during the wet season, which is like November, December, January, February. That's when we were, we're here. On the back end of it, I guess. We were January. But like, uh, I feel like it's rained more since we've been here this time. It rains but, every night, late at night, and it also rains at least once or twice during the day. Yeah, we're like, whoa, this is like crazy that they consider this dry season. But anyways, it's the peak season. So like this is this is like when everybody wants to come. This is high tourist season. And honestly, over the last few years, Bali has just become more popular. It's become a place that more people want to come. No, um, expats and you know, digital nomads like us and entrepreneurs and different things. They want to come to Bali because it's set up for people who want to work and it's cheaper and it's all the things. So it's just really grown over the last few years. Well, not to mention the last few years they've been shut down because of COVID. And on top of that, they just reopened their borders without quarantines or without restrictions, like literally last month. Yeah. So it is like people are flooding in here. Yeah. So... It's not as easy to find housing as it was when we were here, and it's gotten very expensive. So one of the reasons that a lot of entrepreneurs come to Bali, or for us, like for, for us personally, one reason we wanted to come here and like settle in for a little bit to work on Travses is because it's so cheap, right? So yeah. like your, your quality of life is very high. It's lower cost of living. You know, you can find a place for 500, 600, 700 a month. Like, so your money goes a lot further. So you can kind of extend your time and be able to work and all that kind of stuff. So that's why a lot of people come here because their money goes a lot further. That's one of the draws. So when we got to Chenggu and we started looking at all these housing options, A, there hardly was any. And oh, let me just preface by saying too, we were there's plenty of rooms you can rent so yeah, i don't cheap yeah tons of rooms tons of like little like they're called villas but just where you have like a bed and then you, it opens up and maybe a chair outside whatever so there's tons of those that are cheap too we were looking for 
because we wanted to be here and get like settled in. We wanted something private. We wanted something that was one bedroom at least and a kitchen so we could cook um, and that kind of stuff, right? We wanted kind of a house. We weren't looking for like a hotel room. We right. needed more space. So if you're just coming on vacation and you want to get a room, that that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about something that you want to see a little bit more long term. So that's what we were looking for. And even that used to be way cheaper, easier to find all the things. So in Changu, there was hardly anything available. And the things that were available were going very quick and they were very expensive. So like 1600 was pretty standard, which again, when you're talking about like a two bedroom or three bedroom private villa. And they're mansions too, like in comparison, right? They're big. Like yeah. For 1600 Which, in the grand scheme of things, that's not that expensive, but it is for Bali. Correct. Correct. And I mean, I think, like, we also were being very picky about the location. Um, you know, we didn't want to be way outside of Chengu. Like, Kim and I aren't... We are getting more proficient on the scooter, but it had been a long time since I had been in that kind of traffic pattern on a scooter there was a little bit of me that was like living 30 minutes outside of Changu on the scooter, which technically is like possibly eight miles, five miles, like still being 30 minutes. That's not an option. So we need to stay closer. The closest we could find was about 15, 15 minutes into Changu on the scooter, but it was through the busiest parts. Um, obviously I know that that's something you can get used to, but we were trying to be a little bit more pickier about our location too. Yeah, we wanted it just to be easy. You know, we were like, it's been so chaotic the last little bit. We've been traveling for eight weeks. Like, we just wanted things to be easier. Getting into town, going to the gym, going to the grocery store. We wanted to get into a routine and we wanted it to be somewhat easy. And anyways, we found uh, one place. So first of all, we were surprised by the prices because in our minds, we were thinking, oh, like we could easily find exactly what we're looking for under a thousand dollars like easy peasy right number one because i did find that in like april march april um when we were in atlanta i started looking and i was like oh my gosh like I, this is insane like there's tons of places we'll Airbnb. be fine yeah so we we're like oh yeah cool like things are still the same easy we'll find something no issues so then Again, we were surprised by the prices once we got here and how quickly everything was going. We're like, what the heck is going on? Also, Chenggu is very, very busy. Um, mm. Lots of traffic. Very crowded. It felt very chaotic, especially coming from Bangkok. We were kind of like wanting more of a chill vibe. So we were like, whoa, this place is like crazy. And so I kept having the feeling of like, we should go back to Ubud because we we loved it there and it's just quieter it's more peaceful but it still has like a lot going on um but we were like no like let's try something new we've already done ubu let's do changu there's great gyms there there's a community all of that so we're like nope let's stay here even though i kind of was like i kept being like eh, i don't know something doesn't feel right and then we ended up finding like this one place I mean, it's it, just like I don't even. Yeah, it's a long. It's a it, really yeah, long story. It had scammy vibes. It really but did. But we still don't know. I don't think it was. No, like we went and saw one place that she said was available. We show up there and she was like, "I'm sorry, the owner is a little crazy. Uh, there's people renting this until July, so this isn't available." But we still went and saw it. 
So then we went to another place and she said, oh, I'm sorry, this one uh, is under renovations, but the owner has another place that's available now. It's three bedrooms, but we'll give it to you for the same price. So we show up and that one's under renovations. And there's like... And it was dirty and it looked like somebody was living there. It was just It was disgusting. It wasn't just like dirty. It was nasty. Yeah. And so we were like, okay. Um, hmm. And then she said, well, renovations will be done. It will be cleaned. You know, so whatever. And she's like, when it's all clean, you can come back and look at it. Yeah, there was no furniture, but they said there was furniture. Yeah. Like, it was like a whole thing. So we were like, okay. So then we go back to our hotel, and then she texts me and says, um, if you want the place, you need to put the money down now because... The full amount. Because things go so fast, and if you want to lock it in, like, the owner says you need to pay up front. And we were like, at first we were kind of... Because, again, we know, okay, as healthcare travelers... We know, because we find housing every couple of months, you don't want to ever give money online. You always want to do it in person, unless it's like a secured thing, because you just... Or a it, big company. Yeah, because there's always housing scams, and you just never know. We've almost been scammed before. Like, it's a whole thing. We also know that things do go quickly, right? And so we get that whole mentality of, especially in a very high-demand market like Chengdu, People are, are fighting for these villas. So I get that if you're serious and you want to lock it in, you do have to put some money down. I get that. Okay. And we were there in person. But when we started thinking about it, we were like, listen, we started to roll through some things that felt a little bit off. And then we were like, why would we put down money when the place was absolutely disgusting, we are they going to put the furniture back? Are, like, we have no idea. We started saying, is she just showing us places to say she collects our money and we never see her again? Because we don't know who she is. We don't know what company she works for. It was somebody that was through Facebook because they have a bunch of Facebook housing things in Chengdu. And it was passed on to two people and then she shows up to show us these places. Right. It wasn't through like a real estate company. This no. was like somebody from Facebook. And it's like she works for the owner and basically blah, blah, blah. But it's like very simple if you live there to know like the first place she shows us is being rented. So it's like, okay. And then she takes us to another place that's being renovated. And then mm -hmm. we're supposed to give her a large sum of money. To just assume that it's going to be ready. And yeah. we just did not feel comfortable with that. So we were walking and we, I just kind of had this feeling and I was like, you know what? She got very pushy for the money. Yeah. And we were like, you know what? This doesn't feel right at all. Like, I don't know why. And and then that's the thing is like, we really liked her. But we were, we're like, yeah, we liked her. So that means that what? Like, she's not going to scam us so just because right. we liked her. You know, and so we were like, you know what? Nope. This, whatever reason, this does not feel right. So we said, listen, we're not going to give any money up front until we can find. Because if, if we would have gotten there and the place would have been clean, ready to move in, like we were told it was, and we would have gotten there and been like, great, we can move in right now. I would have given her the money. 100% because we could move in. That That's the point. But... Because of the situation, we were just like, we're not going to give any money until the place is completely done, and then we'll go see it. And if it's up to our, if it's up to our standards of what you're saying it's going to be, then we'll give you the money, and then we'll move in. And so, 
long story short, she said the owner came back and said it was fine. And we kept going back and forth. And then the next day, we were going to go see it again. Well, she says it's ready to come see. So come check it out and then you guys can move in. And then we get a message that said, but we need the money now. Like you have no, that's to, not what happened. You have to say that's that, not what she said. She that's not what happened. She said you can come see it. So she said, do you want to come see it today? This was the next day, by the way, which we were like that place was disgusting. I don't know how they got it ready to move right. in and that. Okay, and it had paint thinner everywhere and it smelled. So and she's like, what time do you want to come? And I was like, well, we're at the beach and then we we're gonna grab lunch. And so maybe in like an hour or two, can we come meet you? And then she comes back and says, oh, no, we can't go till 8 p.m. because the owner is going to be there. Which was another thing, because when we were in the villa, she says that we pay her because the owner is not in Bali. Yeah, but now he but is. is. Yeah. And then she said, um, but there is somebody else interested. And so if they pay like sight unseen, basically, you'll lose it. So you can pay now and lock it in. So basically, in that moment. The back and the fourth and the like we were like you know what no this absolutely does not feel right i don't even care anymore like this this isn't yeah. it we're done so we told her nope we're good thank you for your help but like this is just it, this doesn't feel right that we're moving crazy. on and that was really our only lead in changu for like what we were looking for because everything was booked mm -hmm. or it was very expensive way out of our price budget of what we wanted to pay so we said, you know what, let's go to Ubud. Like, it felt right. And and also, I think at that point, we were kind of tired of the, the chaos of Changu. Yeah. Like, it was fun when we first get there. She's like, ooh, like, all look these things. Look, look, look around. Look at this, yeah. And then you're there for a couple of days. And you're like, this place is chaotic. And if you want to, where we want to live, we, we want things around us. But we also want peace. And we want quiet. And we want to, like, be able to feel inspired and work and all the things. So, like, let's go to Ubud. And it was a weird, I, I, again, Ubud was the same thing. Ubud is cheaper and there was more stuff, but it was still, things were ex more expensive 100%. than we had thought. They like tripled in a matter of like a week. Yeah. We have a friend who's here too. And she said that she was like, the rates have tripled in the last week. It's, it's insane what's happening right now here. And so we went through a bunch of different stuff on Airbnb, trying to say, hey, if we pay in cash, can it be cheaper, blah, blah, all the, all the tricks that we do. And this place that we ended up finding, found on Airbnb, it was like 1300 or no, it was like 1400 with the Airbnb, all the fees and everything, it was like 1463 or something. And I messaged the guy and he said, here's my WhatsApp number. And so I WhatsApped him and he said, yeah, if you, if you come to the villa basically and look at it and, and do it through us, it will be cheaper. Right. And so I was kind of like, is it going to be available by the time we get there? Because right. we were coming the next day to Ubud. Right. So I was like, oh, like, what do we do? And I said, okay, is it, gonna, is it available? And he said, yes, come look at it. And I was like, is it private? And he's like, yeah, but we still just like weren't sure. Right. But we're like, screw it let's go to yeah. ubud we'll figure it out let's let's go look at this place and yeah. we'll so go we, we literally show up here and it is everything we wanted and the price they offered to us was way less than it was 500 dollars. it less was 762 762 for the month 
which was funny because we were being shown the property by the, I guess you would say the dad. Yeah. Right? Like the elder yeah. here. And so we're joking because we weren't joking. We were actually having our driver translate. And he says, minimum one year, I'll give you for $5 million. And Kim and I were like, oh, like we can't stay here a year, like whatever, ha, ha, ha. So like we're like, we'll take it. It's our place. We'll give you the, the, the deposit. All good. Bing, bing, boom. Right? So we found our place. It is better than what I could have ever imagined. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's $762, which is a two-bedroom Two bath bathroom private villa where we have complete privacy, outdoor space, a private pool, jungle surrounded by jungle, like exactly what we would have envisioned. Okay, like what we wanted for ourselves. That we were like air conditioning in the rooms. Like we we're like, oh my god, kitchen, everything, kitchen, everything. They bring us water. They provided us a scooter. I mean, we have to pay for these things, but like all that was provided. They also said we could up the internet speed for like thirty bucks. Yeah, and we were like. Uh, perfect. Right. It was absolutely perfect, which, again, a place like this now, unfortunately, in this, in, in Bali is 1600 bucks a month. Easy. Like, it's crazy the prices. So this was an absolute steal. Diamond in the rough. And we were like, hell yeah, it always works out. This is our place. And then that night when we were, t so we had some tequila to celebrate. Oh, and we could move in right away. It was like. Oh, let me bring your bag in. Like, yeah. this is your home now. And we were like, wow, we don't even have to get a hotel tonight. It's ready for moving. Let's and freaking we go. we can stay for as long as we want. It wasn't like there was somebody coming next week. Yeah, or, like or, it's ours. It's ours. So that night, to celebrate, we were like, let's have some tequila. Let's listen to Boyce Avenue, which Google that or Spotify them. They're a cover band that we found in Peru that they're just amazing. They sing all of our favorite songs. So we're like, Boyce Avenue, let's just relax and talk and just celebrate that we're finally getting settled in. After eight weeks, all we've wanted is to just land for a minute, right? Just stay still and and get back into a routine for a little bit. And we're celebrating. Then we start talking and we're like, wait a minute, how much is $5 million a month? Because we're like, because at first we're like, absolutely, we're not staying for a year. Like, all no, I heard that's was crazy. a year. That's and crazy. So I didn't even really hear the price. Yeah, we're like, no way, out of the question, not, we don't want to do that, whatever. And then we started, like, talking about it. We're like, $5 million a month is $337 a month for this mini mansion. And we were like, wait a minute, when what the said, fuck? When he said it's $11 million for one month. Right. So we were like, wait, $5 million a month for a year which we're talking we're used we're saying rupiah like that's their currency yeah 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 Yeah. so five million a month converts to like 337 us dollars yeah and so, so we're, we're like, like what really? the fuck we're like you, you'll never find a place anywhere for that and then i was like and then we're not glued to it because that is not a that's that's less than like kim's boob payment like it's not even that big of a deal no like and that's rent like that's our rent so we could stay as long as we wanted for three thirty-seven a month, which is again insane. And if we did leave, say we came home, we did take a contract or something, we could rent it out or like have uh, friends stay here, or whatever, while we're leave while we're gone. We could come back. So we're like, and for the whole year, it was like four thousand dollars for right. a for a year, which four thousand forty-four four. 
4,044. Yeah, it was like angel numbers, yeah. which we were like, holy shit, like our place in Atlanta was like 20 something hundred a month. Mm-hmm. This is 4,000 for a year. Like, we'd be stupid not to do that. That's crazy. And then we could stay here for as long as we wanted. Then we could stay as long as we wanted and just, like, go from there and come back when we wanted, whatever. So, we're like, let's say we'll take the deal. Yeah. So, the next one... Now, mind you, we haven't paid because Bali's in, like, what they call their Christmas. And so, everything was shut down for the weekend. So, we couldn't go to the bank. We couldn't get the cash. We couldn't do anything. So, we were going to pay on Monday. So, one, the the daughter-in-law introduces herself and they were doing the whole temple thing and the christmas thing and so they were kind of like busy but we had brushed it by her that we were interested in this the next yeah the next morning we wake up and we're like was that just a tequila talking or like do we really want to like move forward and and do the damn thing like lock in a year because i'm like that's a big commitment i don't want to stay in bali for a year that seems kind of crazy but when we did the math we're like but it makes sense we can stay for as long as we want whatever so we're like, let's, let's freaking do it. So I messaged her and like explained it. And she was like, let me check. Cause I, I don't know if that was. No, she speaks great yeah, English. Yeah, she speaks incredible English. Where oh. he, the, the father-in-law who originally told us 5 million a month did not. No, but we also had a translator. Yeah. And that is what he said. It is exactly what yeah, he said. Yeah, that is what he said. And so she's like, let me check with him because I'm not, I don't know if that was a mistake, but like, I want to make, I'm going to confirm everything with him. It's our holiday, so we'll get back to you, whatever. So he said, awesome, no worries, let us know. So we were kind of like, damn it, freak, why did she get involved? Him. Yeah, because I feel like she was, he did say that, and I feel like she went back and was like, uh-uh, like, I can even that tell is you, way I too cheap. you, if we would have said that and locked it in, it, she still would have came back and said it was a mistake. Yeah, because she went to him and was like, that is way too low. Like, absolutely not. So I know that's what happened because she, she, she probably runs the stuff. Like, well, I know that she does run the stuff, but she probably has a beat on what's happening around. So she's like, we can get way more money for that, right? Like, that's crazy. So she comes back and says... He said, if you rent it for the year, you'll get $5 million off the total price. Yeah. And we were like... No, that's not what he said. No, that's not what he said. Uh, but we're good. Like, yeah. no. So, anyways, I, we ended up doing three months. It's still cheaper than anything you can find in Bali for what we have. It's a, it's a treasure. It's a treasure. The fact that they're only charging seven sixty two again, if this was five years ago, I would be like, oh, that's standard. That feels right. But now seeing the prices, like we almost, we, we, we're kind of beating ourselves up a little bit that we let this pass until again, we ended up coming here and being like, this is perfect. As a reminder, you're always led exactly where you needed to go. 100%. Like Chengdu door, it closed because we're not supposed to be there. Like as soon as we landed, or not landed, but we drove to Ubud, as soon as we got here, it instantly felt right. It, it felt inst- home. It instantly felt like a connection. We were like, relax. It was just like, no, this is exactly where we're supposed to be. And this villa is the perfect place for us. And it just shows there's always a plan. You're always being led. Continue to trust that because there's always there's always a solution. There's always a solution. And and again, this was perfect. But before that, before we found this place, we were kicking ourselves because we let this place go and because it, it ended up getting booked. But it was a... 
a two-bedroom, like, apartment-ish thing underneath a family. So it was underneath a family's house with a pool that was not private at all. Well, but they claimed it was. No, they just said they don't use it. So basically, it would be our pool, but they could still see us. Like, there wasn't privacy. Um, and that was over 1600 a month right. for a place that, again, for us, what was important was that we like privacy. We wanted quiet. We wanted space. That's important to us. We would not have had that there. And we were like, and it was 1600 a month. Yep. And we were like, damn, we should have taken that. That would have been a great option. And it ended up getting booked. So we, we were like, we missed out. And then again, now having this place for less than $800 a month, that's completely private and way nicer. 100%. Which is just funny, you that's know? exactly what we said. Like, even when you can't see the end result, you're always being led. But yeah. that is what they say is the definition of faith, right? Like, faith is believing when you can't see. Yeah. Right? And like... We, we never wavered because, yeah, we were down in the dumps. Like I said, one of us was at least hanging on by a pinky at all times, trying to still be somewhat positive and have a positive outlook at some point. Mm -hmm. And we knew what our goal was. We knew why we're here. Because if we were just here on vacation, we would have been home a long time ago. Yeah. But the fact is, is we want to be able to sit down, stay put, and feel comfortable for three months at least why we work on Travcess and get some of these creative ideas working and going and get it functional. Like, that's our driving force. So nothing's getting in the way of that. And we've never wavered off of that, which then we have the faith that due to that passion and that drive, we're going to be led in the right direction because we signed that contract with the universe, God, whatever you want to call it. But, like, we basically said, God, lead us in the right spot. And, and we did, like, keep saying that is just... You know, one of us would kind of be in a funky little mood or something like that. And we'd be like, well, I feel like I kept saying this, but there's always a solution. Like there's a solution of the highest good always. Like we trust in that. We know that. And so even, and we had a prayer for, you know, like that's how we kind of reconnect and whatever. And it's like we had a prayer and it was like, we are open to solutions of the highest good. If that's going home, that's okay too. It's like letting go of the ex uh, expectation, letting go of everything you think you need or it should be like this or whatever, letting it all go and just surrendering it over and just being like, we're open to whatever we're supposed to do. We just want some clarity and we want some, some ease right now. We want to get settled, period, end of story. So lead us where we're supposed to go, whatever that is, because that's where we're at. And it was like this place opened up and it was just like our sanctuary of yeah. where we're supposed to be well, right and now. It comes back to like, number one, thank goodness we've been traveling as healthcare travelers for so long and finding our own housing every single time because we've built the muscle to be able to understand what is right, what is wrong, what feels good, what doesn't. Like, we understand that. Secondly, I will say, we always say, if it feels hard, it's not right. Right? I've never really understood a way to, like, explain that. Because there are there were things that were hard. Right? Like, you're always going to go through difficult situations. But seeing what just unfolded about the fact that, like, the bags being lost and then like 
missing flights and then getting to Bali and then Changu did not work out. But that was the ideal of what I'm talking about, about being difficult. Like you get this mad surge in your gut that says this ain't right. Like something's off and we could be off, but we're listening to our intuition and that's ne- that has never been wrong from the learning as healthcare travelers when we've almost been scammed. This felt the same way. They could have been very nice people. We weren't willing to go forward with that. It felt difficult. Changu felt difficult. It felt difficult of like the location and where we were going to stay. And it just, it felt chaotic. Yeah. And we listened to that. And we said, you know what? We don't really have a place lined up in Abood, but like we feel good there. It feels like we're being pulled there. Let's go check it out. And everything fell into place. Yeah. We find this place. It's way cheaper than they even said it was going to be. It is perfect. It's two bedrooms. It has a bathroom with a separate shower and it's a nice shower and a bathtub and like it's just a perfect place. Yeah. And and I think that was what I was trying to get in tune with as well is is there's what's the line between sometimes there's there's challenges in life. Things happen. You lose your luggage, you can't find a place to live, all the things. You're spending a lot of money, you didn't expect to do that, you're kind of you know, whatever, like things happen. And so I was trying to figure out, is it a sign to go home because this just isn't right? Or is it also just like life happens sometimes? And how do you want to show up for it? How do you want to feel? How do you want to move through this? You're going to figure it out. This will pass. But like you're going through something right now, but you'll you'll, you'll pass through it and you'll move on. You'll continue to, to, to do the damn thing. So I was like trying to kind of figure that out because sometimes it's when you're in a chaotic feeling, which I was, I felt all over the place. I didn't feel like I was connecting to myself. I felt like I had a lot of noise in my in my mind. And so I couldn't connect to is this just not right at all because we need to go home or is this just something we're going through? And it was that that last morning on the beach in Chenggu and it's like I got up early and had my own morning, which I hadn't done in a while and I really needed that space for myself and I grabbed a coffee and I went down and I just sat on the beach and I was just quiet and I was with myself and I was like, do you want to go home? Like, because... that's okay too there's nothing wrong with that is that what you really want and when I really like listened, it was like no I don't that doesn't feel right at all and and it was like you're gonna move through this and it was just kind of this inner dialogue and conversation I was having with myself but it was like I finally was able to connect and click in and and to really get those answers of of like no you don't want to go home you wanted to go home because you wanted to run home to your comforts because you felt chaotic and all over the place and unsettled. That's natural. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But in your heart of hearts, like that that didn't feel right. I didn't want to go home and take a contract yet. That's not where our hearts were. That's that's not what we wanted. And and then I was like, okay, well, do you want to go to Ubud? Like, and it was like I had that expanding feeling of like, yes, like that feels good. Even though we didn't have clarity about where we were gonna live yet or if it was gonna work out, it still felt right. And it was like in that moment on the beach, I was like, okay, I I have the answers I need, and I'm ready to now fully move forward with confidence that we're making this right decision. And if we get to a boot and we're there for a month and we're ready to go home, we'll, we'll know that too. But like, let's take the first step and go. 
And it was like, that's exactly what I needed to try to weed through the chaos and the noise of all the things that were swirling around, you know? Yeah. Because sometimes I think it's hard to tell. Like when you're like, is it a sign? Should we go? Or some? are you just like kind of going through a shitty time and it's going to pass? Right. Right. No, and that's so, what I was trying to waver because this time was like quintessential. Like I'll look back on this and be like, remember that gut instinct and like, was pushing you away and it was pushing you towards a boot and like you went there and everything just worked out like mm. that will be a time in hindsight that I will look back on as a lesson learned of that feeling I had in my gut when we were like going through the negotiations of the house in Chengdu yeah and being like this just doesn't feel right yeah I, I don't know why that it could be speculation it could be but I don't feel right about this at all and we're gonna listen and we're gonna listen to it and then thank God we did because yeah. it led us exactly where we were supposed to be all alone. I mean, all along. that night, I'm standing on our back porch. Like, Kim and I are listening to music on our back porch in our private area. And I'm yelling, like, this is our place. Yeah. Like, nobody's around. In the jungle. In the jungle. Birds, like, chirping and insects buzzing. And, uh, I mean. And it just felt right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's end it there. Yeah. This, is, this has been very long. You know that when Kim and I miss a week. We, end up we have too a, much a to catch episode. up on, yeah. Um, so thank you for hanging in there with us. Um, this was, uh, yeah, there's a lot, lot's been going on and a lot to be continued. I'm definitely sending prayers. Um, I will tell you, resilience goes a long way. I did find somebody on LinkedIn um, and reached out and somebody from a big wig from Lufanza actually got back with me and said he's willing to help. So that was kind of a cool a Hail Mary that I threw last night and it landed. So Yeah, I we'll, hope it comes. We'll see. So prayers for Kim's bag. That would just be amazing. Um, and it'll work out as it as it will. As it will. And if you have any questions about Bali or just kind of want to follow along on our time here, and we're going to have a lot of adventures. Like that's the cool thing about Bali is that you know, we have this like sanctuary that we can work and be connected to, you know, the the Travis stuff that we want to focus on. But then on the weekend, there's so many cool places to have adventures and just go off on our scooter and explore. So we're going to be doing a lot of really cool stuff. So you can follow along on our Instagram at Kim and Aaron G, like on our story. And then we're going to start doing YouTube videos again. Um, for real this time. So well, I still have all the ones to catch up on. We're going to start releasing our Grease series and then we'll move into Bali. So we have a lot of fun, creative. <laughs> Greece, Portugal, Peru, and then. Wow. Bali. Yeah. Oh, we have a lot of creative things that we want to work on and walk out while we're here. And we're excited just to have the time and space to be able to do that. Yep. And yeah, so you can follow along with all the things there. And we will be back for Reels next Tuesday. Yep. We'll see you next Tuesday. Stay Travsessed. Stay Travsessed.